G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Want to win in life's challenges? To know the will of God and have more passion for Him? Practical help right now with Tark Barna and Running With Fire. Thanks for joining me today and over the last week and a bit we've been looking at this key word of the gospel which is repentance. It is one of the greatest gifts of God and can lead to incredible blessing in your life. We started looking yesterday at different aspects of repentance and the first one was that we continue to repent um, throughout the course of our lives and in doing so we become more and more like Jesus. The point is this, repentance is not a one-off action when we get saved, but all through life we need to keep repenting as God shows us areas of our lives which are not pleasing to him and he's certainly done that with me over the decades that I've been following him. Repentance is an ongoing process. We also saw yesterday that repentance is often a key element in revivals. People can come under tremendous conviction of sin, Christians and non-Christians. It can happen in church. It can happen out on the streets. Sometimes people will even groan and writhe under the conviction of sin until they come through to repentance and salvation. In these revivals, and I guess even outside of revival, those who repent God will then use to convince others for their need to drop worldly pursuits and also to serve God fully. Because a revival calls people to repentance, sacrifice, turning from selfish living, revival has actually become unpopular among a large number of Christians. In fact, not everyone wants revival. Would you believe that? I think Our nation, our world is in desperate need of a fresh outpouring of God's spirit, of revival fire that involves conviction of sin and repentance. But sadly, not every Christian wants to see a revival. Some Christians actually envy the prosperity of the wicked, and I think that's a very easy thing to do. Sometimes you can look at the unsaved, look at their ungodly lifestyle, and begin to think that they have it good. And as a result of that, some Christians have actually decided that they're going to pursue an ungodly lifestyle as well. However, when our hearts are revived and we get close to God, envy tends to diminish with it. Because what happens is our souls are lifted to a higher realm. We know that the wealth and the success of the ungodly will pass in a moment. We even begin to feel sorry for them. The more of heaven we have in our lives, the less of earth we are going to covet. Boy, there's a lot of truth in that. As we get closer and closer to God, which comes through repentance, we covet the things of the world less and less. We envy the ungodly and their success less and less because we know that we have found a treasure of far more worth than anything that the ungodly may enjoy or experience. I remember once when I was in Auckland, I visited a certain area and I saw these beautiful, expensive homes. As I walking past them, they had incredible views out into the ocean. And I remember thinking, you know, I wonder 
what it's like for the owners of these places. And as I reflected on it and meditated on it, I knew immediately that owning a wonderful house was no guarantee of a blessed life, no guarantee of a good marriage, no guarantee of things not going wrong in life. And also that people may have all these things, but at the end of the day, not get saved and not go to heaven. We don't need to envy the ungodly. Another aspect of repentance is the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is something that brings conviction, repentance, and also can bring revival. Acts 5.11, we see this in operation. So great fear came upon all the church and all those who heard these things. And what was the result of that? Acts 5.14, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. So we see here in the early church, when God poured out a spirit, beginning on the day of Pentecost with wind and fire, that the spirit of the fear of the Lord actually came um, upon the church and great fear came upon the people. And as a result of that, many uh, were saved, many turned to the Lord and multitudes of both men and women were added to the church. In fact, I understand that this anointing of the fear of the Lord can bring more than just one person under conviction. This mantle can come on a church, even a city. Some people say it can even come on a nation and that this has happened in great revivals. People get convicted of their sins, even if they do not know about Jesus, even if they've never been in church. And at times, individuals have been clothed with this anointing. One of the great examples of that is Charles Finney. He'd go into a town or into a factory and people would begin to break down, they'd fall down, they'd cry out in repentance, they'd even fall on the streets. When revival comes, we can expect that kind of anointing to come with it. Just imagine people falling in the streets on buses, in the car park, coming under the conviction of sin and being saved. Boy, I tell you, in my opinion, we need a revival and a fresh wave of repentance. Tark Barner is the Senior Pastor of Church Unlimited in Auckland, New Zealand. For more information, to make contact or to listen again, look for Running With Fire at our website, vision.org.au.